This is your host, Morgan, owner and lead planner of Morgan Marie Events, and you are listening to Underneath the Veil. Before we get into today's episode, I did want to briefly mention HoneyBook. So it is a website app that you can use to help manage your business. I'll probably get more into detail with it as the season progresses and more episodes come out, but I will put a link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But it's really been transformative to my business, how I run things, how I keep track of all my projects and weddings. Um, it's really helpful as a creative. So if you guys are interested to in learning more about HoneyBook, I will put that link in the description, and if you guys have any questions, you can always DM me or reach out to them. Hello, 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 everyone. I am so excited to be jumping back on the past two weeks. I had to take just a small break from posting some episodes because I was traveling a lot. So first, I went to Oklahoma City where I had a wedding. It went really well. The venue is gorgeous. It's actually the same venue I will be getting married at again for my second wedding um, in October of this year. So in case you're new here or a new listener, I am legally married. I had a micro wedding during COVID, so 10 people of just my family. And um, obviously, we had to reschedule our big celebration to later in the year. So we'll be doing that this year, although I haven't retouched my wedding plans for that at all because we've been rocking and rolling over here, but that's totally fine. All that to say, the wedding was really beautiful, great. It was really hot. Um, it was actually so hot that the DJ kind of dehydrated himself a little bit, and he was not doing so well. He was feeling very faint, very sick, but we got it all handled. A little bit of water, rest. He called in a backup DJ with his company just to come and hang out with him a little bit while he kind of regrouped, but he was able to pull it together, did an amazing job. The guests and the bride and groom had a really great time, and at the end of the night, we had fireworks, and if you guys are interested in seeing some reels or ever interested in learning more about behind the scenes on a wedding day, you can go to my Instagram at Events, and you can find a lot of behind the scenes items there, but it was a really great time. So that's why I was in Oklahoma City, and that was the weekend of, let's see, June. Well, I was there technically June 10th through 13th. And in case you are new around here, um, I typically do drive from Houston to Oklahoma City or to Tulsa whenever I have those Oklahoma weddings because I keep like safety kit items with me. So like lighters, big scissors, sewing kits all the things um, like deodorant, everything you can imagine, mints, and that those items, some of them you aren't allowed to travel with by plane. So obviously it makes it easier for me whenever I kind of pack in meetings, whenever I am going to Oklahoma, it just makes more sense for me to have my own car, drive up there, spend a few more days either before or after weddings to meet with those couples and clients that I'm still working with in Oklahoma. So, and in case you guys are wondering, I do still book Oklahoma weddings um, and also like Arkansas, Louisiana, 
anything like that. Um, obviously, I'm open for destination and travel as well. I believe I will probably be going to, I think, California in 2022 for weddings. So I'm just all over the map right now, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I don't have any kiddos, so it makes it fun and easy right now. I'm sure that'll change down the line, but for now, it works out for me and what I'm doing and my lifestyle, so it's been fun. So Sunday, I drove back to Houston. I stayed in Houston overnight for like 24 hours, and then... On Tuesday, I flew with my mom and my sister to Covington, Georgia and stayed at the cutest bed and breakfast for like a girls weekend. Well, I should say during the weekday. So um, during the week, we hung out in Georgia. I got some work done and it was a lot of fun. So they've actually shot a lot of films and TV shows there, specifically The Vampire Diaries. Yes, don't judge me. I'm in my late 20s. But in all fairness, this show came out when I was in high school and college and that's when I watched it. And do I occasionally watch it now? Yes. But that is besides the point. Don't judge me for it. It was a great time. No regrets. I have so many cute and fun videos from that trip. And I was able to knock out a lot of work as well. And the owners of the B&B were so nice. And they actually do weddings there as well. So we chatted with them about that. I gave them some of my cards. And if anybody's interested in having the most darling wedding in Georgia please give me a call. I'm your gal. Um, It was precious and we had a really, really great time. So after Georgia, I flew back that Thursday. And then the next morning, Friday, me and my husband drove to go see his family in a small town in Oklahoma. It's kind of over by the Arkansas border. And we went to go see his dad for Father's Day. Obviously, his mom was there, so it was great to see her too and his brothers. So that was a really nice time and really good family quality time because we don't get to see them as much now that we move back, back down to the Texas area. So that's kind of what's been going on. That's why I haven't been able to record and post as much as I'd like to, but things have kind of slowed down. My May and June is a little bit slower now. Um, I say that, but of course, planning is in full swing for like our 2022 two couples. But I'm so grateful. I would so much rather be busy than not busy. And I will never take weddings for granted um, after the year of 2020. And now I have some unexpected but very exciting news. I was able to wrangle up the world's most booked up guest there ever was in the wedding industry. And that is my husband, Lane. He is going to join me this on this week's episode. And we are going to talk about BuzzFeed's article And they talk about 17 controversial wedding opinions. And I thought it would be really fun to get my take and his take on it. Obviously, he is completely removed from the wedding industry and has nothing to do with it other than he's getting married slash is married and he is married to a wedding planner himself. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello, Mr. Sanders. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) Are you excited to be here today? stoked (laughs) so this was really unexpected and by unexpected i mean lane literally walked into the room that i was recording the podcast in and just wanted to hang out and so i said if you want to hang out why don't you just jump on the podcast with me today so that's why he's here and um so his name is lane lane sanders and um, i just wanted him to give a little bio of himself and introduce himself so what do you do Sure. So, yeah, I'm a construction manager with a real estate investment company here in Houston. 
Okay, so what, for people that don't know what that means, what do you do exactly? Basically, to sum it all up, I'm managing the crews that go in and do the renovations on these properties that the company owns. Mm -hmm. So residential, like real estate stuff. Residential real estate, yes. Not commercial. Great. And how long have you been doing that for? So I started in Oklahoma City, and I have done that about two, maybe two and a half years, and then came over here, and I've been doing it almost a year now. Oh, okay. So what is your favorite part of the job? Hmm, that's a good question. And I'm just putting Lane on the complete spot here. He has <laughs> There was no plan for this. We have no plan. It's just bigger. So my favorite part of the job is whenever we get a house, I want it to be the best looking house in the neighborhood, on the street. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I get fulfillment out of making things look nice, mm-hmm. bringing that attraction towards the house. Almost making somebody like elevating Absolutely, absolutely. Elevating its space, elevating its appearance, Mm -hmm. making it look good for somebody who is interested in living there. Buying. So do they, because they could, they buy it, or they put these up for sale, is that correct? Or they're No, they're for rent. They're for rent. They're rental properties. Okay, okay. They're single family, anywhere from 1,500 square feet to 2,500 square feet. Okay. Single family homes. Cool. All right. Well, that's it, folks. That's Lane Sanders. And I think we're going to jump into today's topics. Okay. So the first controversial wedding opinion. And um, like I said before, this is just from a BuzzFeed article from March 8th, 2020. Um, So fairly recent. I thought it would be funny to just give our takes on it. So The first one is, they say, speeches are terrible. Nobody cares that you were best friends in elementary school. We all just want to eat and get drunk, so hurry it up. So my take on speeches are, I think they're lovely. I think you definitely need to be self-aware of the time limit that you're taking away from a very expensive wedding day from the bride and groom. I say make it heartfelt, um, funny, emotional if you can. Obviously, that's like the perfect recipe. Nobody's perfect, though. Um, and also, don't make it 10 minutes long. I just no one wants to listen to a 10-minute speech. Okay. Um, so that's my take on it. I think another thing you can do is also give it at the rehearsal dinner if you're worried about people not hearing you or you're nervous about just enjoying your time and everything with everybody and not worried about having to give a speech in front of 200 people. So what is your take on speeches, wedding speeches? I could not disagree with this statement more on this <laughs> BuzzFeed article. I love a good speech. I want to li- I like listening to people, seeing what they have to say, whether it's good, whether it's bad. It doesn't really matter. The fact that somebody gets up there and has the confidence to talk in front of an, in a room full of people, I respect that. That's so funny. I mean, that's great. I just didn't know that you had such an opinion on it, which is I, I nice. I love a good speech. That's great. I love a good speech. Okay, you heard it here first. Okay, number two, wearing a white wedding dress is so unbelievably overrated. Queen Victoria is why the white wedding dress thing exists. Wear the color you like and the style you like. I wouldn't say it's unbelievably overrated. I mean, it's popular, but there's a reason that it's popular. In my opinion, I think Mm -hmm. white is definitely a good go-to color for the bride. Um, I agree you should wear whatever color 
and in the style you like. Whatever, it's it's up to you, whatever you want to do, it's your day. So I kind of have, I, I agree with it, but not the first part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think wearing white is special and traditional. However, I don't think it's necessary and I'm not like, so traditional to the point where if you don't wear it, it's, you know, such a scandal. Right. Um, I think if you want to wear a black wedding dress, I don't really care. Absolutely. If you look good in it, then wear it. Absolutely. Uh, so that's just, I think that's personal preference. Obviously it's traditional, but doesn't mean you have to do it. All right. Number three, bouquet tosses are humiliating for your single friends. It's like throwing your garbage at them. Wow. That's intense because they're not married yet. What is this? I mean, that's part of the fun in it. Um, if you're humiliated, I think you should just get over that. Isn't that... We're just being too that, sensitive. That's one of the most important parts of yeah. it, right? I mean, that's a big event. Yeah. I think bouquet tosses are meant to be fun and harmless. I don't think they're meant to single people out. Yeah. However, if you are maybe a little bit older and getting married and your friends are in their upper 30s, 40s, 50s, or this is your second marriage and all your friends are older, some may be you know, divorced, separated, whatever it may be. Um, I think it's nice to consider those people Definitely. when you're making your timeline and saying, should I do a bouquet toss? Is there going to be one single girl there or are there going to be a bunch of single girls Yeah, there? it's definitely something that you could consider. And I mean, yeah. you don't have to do it by any means. Yeah, I wouldn't think single anybody out. Right. Um, but it's also meant to be harmless, yeah, fun, harmless fun and fun for you and your friends. So, um, just don't take it so seriously unless, you know, you think somebody will be really hurt by it then don't do it. Uh, number four, I was very against having a veil over my face. I think it's an outdated sexist tradition rooted in misogyny. <laughs> there you, there wow. you go. Um, <laughs> Strong opinion. If you want a veil, you should do it. If you don't want a veil. Don't do it. Yeah, I definitely I mean, agree. I think you and I are the same in the sense of like, just do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Absolutely. And we're not super rooted in tradition and having to do things. I think etiquette's one thing and tradition's right. a different thing. Um, yeah. So I say don't do it. If you don't want to do it, um, if you like the way the veil looks and the tradition of it, then go for it. It's the same with like, you know, having your father walk you down the aisle. Right. A lot of people will have both their parents or their mom or their aunt or, you know, their uncle, you know, it really doesn't matter. So no, it does. All right. Number five, head tables with the entire bridal party are horrible. They separate the partners of the bridal party members from the only person they usually know at the whole wedding. It just feels cruel. I'm not understanding it. Okay. I'll explain it to you. Okay. So what they're saying is, you know, head tables. Right. Definitely. Yes. So as a wedding planner and coordinator, I would tell my bride and groom, if you're going to have a head table with your bridesmaids and your groomsmen, mm -hmm. you have to include their spouse or their date at that table. Absolutely. So, okay. So this is saying that it's, it's the example is there's a head table without their spouse with them. It's yes, just the bride. Yes. Bride. So it sounds like this person just either didn't plan for it or they've had an experience where that maybe the bride and groom didn't even realize they're supposed to do that. So that may have been just an honest mistake, but I agree. Don't have, to have a head table unless you plan to include all the spouses, significant others, Absolutely. Uh, because you don't want to alienate them. And I mean, that's yeah, happened yeah. to me before at a wedding. Remember that happened a few years ago when Which? 
I'm not going to say who. Um, it'll be anonymous. Um, but remember, I wasn't at the head table. It was just oh, the wedding party. But then about. we just pulled up weird. a chair for yeah, me. Um, yeah. And I didn't know anybody there. And that was, was uncomfortable. Um, so that's just an example. But I agree. Make sure you have enough seats for everyone. Okay. Number six is don't have bridesmaids, not all friendships last, and to have their faces in a lot of wedding pictures just ruins the picture. <laughs> hmm. I can see where they're coming from because I myself, I mean, we've been together for seven years, right? Yep. It'll Back be in college. Eight in September. My boys in college. Mm-hmm. They're not, not all of them are with me now. You lose friendships. It happens. It's life. You grow apart from people. So I do understand where they're coming from to an extent. However, I do still want my current friends to be up there with me. I don't know if you feel the same way about one of your friends up there. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I think my opinion has changed on this several times and I think wedding parties are very special to include and it's such an important time in your life to enjoy with your closest friends and family um so I love bridesmaids I think you should have them if you want them and they're great um and I do think that those friends that are in the in your pictures were there in a time in your life for a reason and a season and even if you guys had a falling out you know, they were there for you in that moment and you guys were best friends in that time. So just try not to be so cynical about maybe what had happened to the friendship, but just enjoy that moment in time they were one of your best friends and they did stand by your side and hopefully it was a good experience. Um, now, if it wasn't, that's a different story, but even I think it, you should have them. Even if it ended sour, you can still look back and remember that y'all did have a friendship. And exactly. There were happy times yeah. in the friendship. I mean, even if they were a pretty bad friend, I mean, yeah. they had good times. So just think about those. Yeah. I mean, we've both had friends that we've had falling outs that were good or just kind of just faded in friendship. And I still look at those people and I, I'm not bitter. I just, right. you know, it didn't work out and that's fine. And But I really enjoyed my time with them when they were a good friend. Absolutely. So, and that's the most important thing to remember. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. Number seven. Ooh, this is this is controversial. Having an open bar is ridiculous and expensive. Offer wine on the tables during the meal and toast, but let your guests get hammered on their own dime. No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. That's so funny. Open bar all the way. Yeah, I have to agree with Lane on this one. I think an open bar is. Um, if you can afford it, um, if it's something do that's it. a priority to you, definitely do it. Um, I think that maybe is just a bride and a groom or a couple that isn't wanting to, they don't want their guests to get drunk on their time, which I, ex I understand to a certain extent. Um, however, it does make Most people enjoy their drinking food, sometimes a good pairing of a wine and a meat, um, you know, so it just enhances people experience. It's not, a necessity although I do think it does bring a lot of party and a lot of people enjoy their time they stay longer when there's alcohol um, it's just kind of the name of the game so people have more fun when they don't have <clears throat> to worry about spending money oh definitely you know Eliminate you're hosting that. everybody has yeah. fun you're hosting an event um, and it's nice if you have 
the luxury and privilege to afford the right. open bar for your guests. Right. If you can, do it. If you can't, yeah, that's okay. If you can't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Your guests are still coming to see you. Although so. it would be more fun. <laughs> Although it would be a good time. Absolutely. Okay, your first dance should last no longer than one minute. No one wants to watch you badly dance for a whole song. Agree, yeah. <laughs> one minute, maybe drag it out to a minute and a half. That's like half a song. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't need the whole song. It's yeah. a little weird after, if it goes on. I agree. Long, it can get uncomfortable. Um, and I think it mainly, not even for the guests being uncomfortable, I think it gets uncomfortable for the bride and groom. Right. It's a right. lot the of guests eyes. guests could probably... I mean, they might lose interest and they start focusing on other conversations that might be going on at the table. But yeah, it must be weird for the couple that has to stand there the whole time. Yeah. I I already know that it's going to be uncomfortable for you and me because I just don't like all those eyes staring at us. Well, it's just gonna a fact. We're going to do it for one minute. <laughs> we're going to do it for five whole minutes. I'm just kidding. Okay. Ten. Exactly. All right. Number nine. Don't invite babies. No one wants to hear Jessica crying during the middle of the vows. I agree with don't invite babies. I think of it a little differently though. Um, it's not about people not wanting to hear babies crying. That might be true for a lot of people, whatever. My thing is though, I want the parents who have the babies to get away from them so that they can enjoy themselves, have a good night, not worry about the baby, no stress, let your hair down, you have a great time. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanna do it and why I'm going to explain to my friends why we're not doing babies at our wedding. Mm -hmm. Are we supposed to say, are we supposed to talk about our wedding right now? Because <laughs> yes. I just threw that in there. No, we can completely talk about our wedding. Yeah, we're not having kids at our wedding. Um, and I think it makes it easier. I think it becomes a little bit harder whenever you have nieces and nephews. Um, but you and I, we were the first ones to get married in our family. Mm -hmm. And we don't have nieces or nephews on either side. Um, like none of our siblings have kids. And I feel like that would make it a little bit harder if like my sister had a kid to bring or like so forth because who is watching them whenever the whole family's at the wedding. Um, however, I agree. I would, I want my friends to have a good time to leave their babies with their in-laws if they can, or their mothers and fathers, um, grandparents or whatever it may be. I want them to enjoy themselves. So I, I mean, agree with you in the sense of it's parents night out. Let's all enjoy ourselves. And most of the time it's not that kid friendly of an environment. You can make it one. So true. Yeah, you can definitely make it one. And we have in the past with like babysitters and coloring books and fun things. But most of the time, it's not an environment for I mean, young, really young kids. If so. there are any parents listening to this, I mean, when's the last opportunity that you've had to go enjoy yourself without the kid? Yeah. I mean, those opportunities hardly happen. Yeah. Ever. So enjoy yeah. it while it yeah, definitely. Can you tell me and Lane don't have kids? <laughs> if we have kids, we'd be like, invite all the kids. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. Okay, so 10. Weddings are huge parties to celebrate your love. Go big or go home. That's kind Absolutely. of a positive. That's a that's a positive one. Controversial. Most positive one so far. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that I know I'm biased being a planner, but I think celebrations matter. Right. And I think 2020 showed a lot of people that and being with your family and friends and creating memories, they just matter. They matter a lot. And I think people think that weddings are too expensive or a scam or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, there are memories you create with your family and 
both sides of your family are never going to be in the same room at the same time ever again. It's never going to happen again. Right. It's just a simple fact. All your family and friends will never be in the same place other than nope. your wedding. Maybe your funeral. That's a little Yikes. morbid. <laughs> but a little you dark. will not be there. Be there. Just be there in spirit. Okay. Anyways, so we're moving on. That one was positive. We enjoyed that one, and I, I turned it into a negative. And I'm you sorry did. for you that. Did do that. Great. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Okay. Eleven. Modern weddings are all about the bride. It's her big day, except it actually isn't. It's her parents' day. Okay. And then there's more like uh, context to it. It says it's the culmination of all their hard work. It's their un. It's their announcement to family and friends that she's leaving their home and establishing her own. Huh. I've never thought about it like that. That it's for the parents. Like, in a sense of, like, this is my daughter and she's... The parents play a big part in it. And I think you got to take their opinions into account. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's your big day. But it's also a big day for your parents. Oh, I agree. I think it's a big day for you. Your baby's getting married. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's and huge. a lot of the time, not all the time, a lot of the time, again, this is rooted in tradition. Um, they are footing the bill for the wedding or contributing a large amount. Um, right. So, yes, I think, That's another you know, point. it's a big deal for them, too. So be be kind to everybody. Be kind to the bride, the groom, the in-laws, and Respect. your parents. Respect, Respect each other opinions. during the process. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Number 12 is wearing white to a wedding is fine. It's just a color, so what? No one is going to steal the attention away from the bride. I have a big opinion on this. I feel like... Do not wear if white. If you wear white, <laughs> you are trying way too hard. You're trying to bring attention to yourself. You're trying too and hard. And that's a little tacky. <laughs> he that. said it. You can say tacky. I mean, it may be PG on this podcast, but tacky this is Disclaimer, I don't know anything about weddings, but I do hear stories and a lot from morgan so yeah i think wearing white's a big no-no just yeah. don't do it just avoid it okay 13 you do not need to serve a dessert and a cake cake is dessert i agree with that yeah you don't have to do dessert. you don't you definitely don't have to do cake and dessert you can do a dessert on its own and you can do a cake on its own i think it's nice to offer something sweet mm -hmm. to the guests um after dinner um, but it doesn't matter if it's cake pops, brownies, or a traditional wedding cake. So, I agree. You don't have to have both. <laughs> this one's this one comes up a lot. The garter toss just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I know y'all have um, intimate moments. I'm changing a word here. I know you guys have intimate moments, but I don't need to see your head go up her dress. Agreed. It's just a little... <laughs> So much. So much. I will say it is, it's kind of going out the window. I see less and less of garter tosses. I do see bouquet toss still a lot, but I see very minimal garter tosses. My opinion on this is whatever makes you comfortable in front of your friends and family. I mean, if you want to do it, do it. Personally, it makes me uncomfortable to do it myself, but I have, um, bride and grooms that just think it's hilarious and their whole family's laughing and having a really great time watching it so it really is like your crowd you know what I mean some right. people may be like offended by it and some people may just think it's the funniest thing that's happened offended by it but I mean it's a it's a lot it is a lot number 15 
Most of the time when couples write their own vows, they are cringy, lame, sappy, and they don't reflect the proper gravity of what you're meant to be committing. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's supposed to be savvy, cringy language. <laughs> They're telling their story to each other. They're telling each other their feelings. Yeah. That's always going to be emotional. And emotional is lame, cringy, whatever. <laughs> but that's that's just part of it. That's the fun of it. I mean, 90% of these vows are going to say the same stuff. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that they're supposed to be emotional and cringy. It's just, if you love love, then that's great. But if you are kind of like me and you, you love love, you're a hopeless romantic, but you're also very much like not an emotional person and you don't like to be emotional, um, then yeah, it's cringy. Um, but I think that's just part of it. So I think that vows are very sweet. I think if you don't say your vows, your own set of vows up at the altar, then you should write your spouse or future spouse like a letter or a note. Or if you're getting them a gift before the wedding day, you can put it in that. Because um, I know that when like we did it, it was a really special moment for us like Absolutely. separately, you know. Um, and it was just really nice to hear like very reassuring, loving words before walking down the aisle. So I think if you say them at the altar or write them down separately to be read in private, either way is great. But yes, they're cringy. That's just how it is. They're so. supposed to be cringy. Exactly. Number 16, the idea of the bride and groom not seeing one another before the wedding is a dumb, superstitious tradition. And then there's some context in there that says, if your wedding day is meant to be the best day of your life, why not spend it with your soon-to-be spouse? Question mark. How do you feel about that? I mean, it is a dumb, superstitious <laughs> tradition, but like, you should, I'm not going to say you should do it anyways, but like, that's, all this stuff is just part of the wedding. This is, <laughs> this is, this, welcome to a wedding. Like, what are these people expecting yeah like, I, that's part of it yeah definitely. there's nothing wrong with it is it dumb and superstitious i mean maybe a lot of people can think that but it's mm -hmm. i think that where you and i i feel like you and i have always been very middle ground people right where we just don't know why people care so much like aggressively care about certain opinions right. Do you know what i mean yeah I mean, so when it comes to that? like first look and no first look, I always tell my couples at the end of the day, you're the ones getting married. So you get to decide what you want to do. In my professional opinion, this is your timeline with it. This is your timeline without it. This is how much time you'll have for sunset photos. So I give them the realistic expectations of what they can expect for their wedding day when they do choose to have a first look or not a first look. But as far as it being dumb and superstitious, I just don't think that should play a role. If you want to see them before the wedding day, great. It helps calm nerves and anxiety. You get to see them. If you want to see them for the first time walking down the aisle to have that really big breath and gasp of a moment I mean, and to surprise them, then you yeah. should do that too. 100%. So, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with either. And I think a lot of these opinions are very aggressive they're yeah aggressive. <laughs> they're they're attacking the other side yeah it's like okay you just let people Calm do whatever down. they want to do have you never been to a wedding yeah exactly <clears throat> okay the last one is and get married wherever you want it's your day no one else's if you want to have a destination wedding on the other side of the world 
go for it. And then they also said, it might even surprise you how much money it will save you. So what do you think about getting married wherever you want? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a big one that I think most people could probably agree on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before, but I grew up Catholic and my mom is very Catholic. My dad's Catholic. Um, my dad converted to, to become a Catholic once he married my mom and everything. But we did not get married, have our legal ceremony in the church. We had it outside the church. Um, and obviously, if you're Catholic, you know that's kind of a big no-no. <laughs> um, but it's just something. We, yeah. <laughs> Wayne Sorry. was like, um, I didn't know that, Mrs. Davis. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a big no-no. Um, but it's just what we wanted to do. It's what we felt comfortable with. It seemed a little less formal to me, which I like. I like feeling comfortable. Um, and I like it to be nice and short. So it's like a five-minute ceremony for us. Um, so I think the same goes for location. Just get mm -hmm. married wherever you want. If that's in the church, great. If that's in Italy, great. Maybe not right now because of COVID. Right. Um, but I think destination weddings are fun, and you can make it whatever you want it to be. So. Right. And I mean, it just ensures that the people that matter the most to you are going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really what matters. Right. The people and the experience you have together. So. Absolutely. What a wholesome one to end on, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, that was a great way to sum it all up. All right, you guys. Well, that is this week's episode. I'm glad that I was able to come back after a few weeks just traveling a lot for weddings and um, seeing Lane's family. I mentioned that in, uh, earlier in the episode that we went to um, Lane's family's home and saw his dad for Father's Day, which was nice. So thank you guys for bearing with me as I just got through the busiest wedding season. And if you guys want to see more behind the scenes, you can always follow me on Instagram at Morgan Marie Events. And then I also have TikTok, which is, I think it's just Morgan underscore Marie underscore events. You can follow me on TikTok. Um, and of course, if you guys have any questions about weddings or if you guys have any like hot takes you want to go ahead and have me talk about in the future, you can always DM me. But I hope you guys have a really great week. And thank you so much, Lane, for being on. You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Bye, you guys. <laughs>